going on, everybody? This is the Man Up Podcast, and I'm your host, Jake, the Mississippi Superman Reeves. A.K.A. the Songbird. The Songbird. That's it, baby. Uh, we are here for another episode of the Man Up Podcast, and with me are my co-hosts. To my right sits Wesley, the Armadillo Wrangler Dunham. Mm-hmm. And also to my left, I have Mr. Porch Talk himself. Alan Aldridge. What's going on today, fellas? Hanging, brother, hanging. Beautiful Wednesday episode. It's been the weather's here's been amazing. It's, perfect, hasn't it? it's been great. It's gonna um, be hot again though, I bet. Got that chill in the air. Let's plug that let's plug let's plug the, the, the porch talk a little bit. What's what's been going on with that? Has that been growing? How's that been doing? It's been growing, man. Yeah, uh like I was telling y'all on the Sunday episode I was down in Hattiesburg for the the Mockingbird uh inaugural event and afterwards had all those guys on the show and then yesterday or yes uh saturday this we had a uh, oktoberfest at munson brothers so i caught up with uh, eric woods in the alleyway while i was grilling i had my my handheld recorder and did a little 20 minute interview then you know i can be a little bit of a bitch sometimes about doing stuff like that like like i get really nervous about getting outside of the studio mm-hmm. you know like with the video i didn't like i didn't mind doing the vlog i did some interviews with the vlog and I did some stuff with that, but but getting out of the getting out of like this very controlled environment for me mm-hmm. is is a little weird. So, so props to you, man, because that's that's a that's like just having that having that uh, the oh, ball either side to, of it. You talking about? What do you I, mean? Like or being the interviewee or the interviewer? The interviewer, because I'm not I'm not a good interviewer anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm just it's not it, it, I'm working on it, but it's not my gift. It's not something I'm good at. I feel like you're pretty good at it. I'm not. I think, I, man, I think it's, it's like anything, man. It's repetition. Practice, right. yeah. Practice definitely makes perfect. Uh, yeah, dude. Like with, I think I'm like at 518 episodes. And oh, wow. Man. That's a lot. You've been doing it a long time, man. <laughs> Over five years now. And many times it's rarely been done in the same place. I mean, I had that flexibility. And like with that handheld recorder, like I wanted to, if we were driving down the road to a show or whatever else, it's like if we got that option, boom. Yeah, we're gonna talk while we, while we coming or while we going or. Smart, really. I mean, you're gonna get a lot more guests that way. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get a lot, you know, because that's one of the issues we run into here is getting people to here at the time that we do this. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. we need you to be in Columbus at Sunday at four for us to do the episode because you know, it's live. Yeah, our Sunday episode is, well, and then this one is pre-recorded, but it's done in house. We got the camera angles. We got the studio, mm-hmm. and it's. And I, I don't I don't get out of here enough. And honestly, it would help us if I did. The, the, what, you got the clout now, dude. Like over sixty k subscribers on YouTube. I mean, that says a lot. If you wanted to start pitching, or like I could start pitching in the music community, be like, look, you find yourself in the Columbus area, swing by on yeah. a Sunday afternoon. For sure, yeah. Uh, it's good exposure. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. almost sixty two thousand people sign, subscribe to this. I mean, we're yeah. reaching across the. On too. I mean, yeah, and when you start, from especially when you start getting, when we start cutting up our shorts, yeah. Then mm-hmm. we now you you know, I'm eighty thousand on TikTok, mm-hmm. sixty thousand on YouTube, forty thousand on Facebook and Instagram. They're about thirty six thousand something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what we have on Facebook to be honest with you, but it's you a know, lot. Big, big big audiences on a bunch of platforms, and I don't really know how much those audiences intersect, but. It, 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 there's definitely some. There's only some that are subscriber on every platform. So, um, but so I don't know what the actual count is. But if you counted all of our social media channels together, I think we're over two hundred thousand um, total subscribers. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, we, we're, we're several times more people that subscribe to us than there is in the entire county that we live in. And I, th- I think, oh, yeah. you know, you'd totally be surprised about who watches, who listens. I mean, I just recently learned that I've, like half of my coworkers watch the show. Really? And they don't believe it's me. Really? That is wild. They don't think that yeah. you're. They don't think you're the one on it's the show. It's like, dude, they say my name, and it's done in Columbus. I mean, what are the odds? Right. They're pretty good. I mean, there's videos of you. Yeah. That, they can get on our Facebook page. Yeah. So the IT guy was uh, helping the assistant general manager out with something, and uh, shout out Scott, and he happened to be like watching the Man Up show, and Caden, the IT guy, immediately saw. It. He's like, oh, that's Alan. He works for us, and he's like, no, it's not. <laughs> 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 no man, you, lie, you don't you understand. Lie. This is a big show. This is a big <laughs> that's, show. That's, that's not him. Yeah, it, we're at this really weird place of like growth, which is cool because I mean we've been trying to get here. We were trying to. We spent years trying to get here, and we're at this really cool place of growth <laughs> where like we're famous enough, people all over know who we are, but we're still so small. We're not really getting paid, you know, and so mm-hmm. like it doesn't really change our life. Our day to day is all the same. I've had some weird. I've had weird interactions like the past couple of weeks. Is getting recognized about a podcast. I was like, "Oh, cool! You listen to Porch Talk." And he's like, "No, man, up." (laughs) (laughs) I ain't ain't mad about it. Whatever, bro. You should check out my other show, Porch Talk. Yeah, yeah. Turn them on. Turn them on, man. I mean, because that's one of the cool things about you being on here. Me and you have other things that we we promote. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like you and Tyler don't as much. Like, there's no way for y'all to make money off of here. Whereas, like. This promotes my gym. Yep. This helps promote like a lot of different things. Like we have people that come in. Like I've had people come in here a couple times. Even though we're not as big around here as we are other places, but we have people come in that are like, I remember a couple years ago I had somebody come in that was like, they had to meet me. Like oh my god, Jake Reese. I was just like, like they came in and signed up and they were like, can I meet him? You know, like I watch his podcast, I watch his videos, I watch this, I watch that, and that's been a while back, but. I know it's reaching. I think I told you that. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it on here, but I think I told you that there was a guy that I, I don't ever talk to him, but I served with in the Marine Corps, and he reached out to me on Facebook like, man, I, I swear I just seen you on a podcast come across. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't mean. That happened yeah. to me a lot. And that's dude. in Pennsylvania. Like, wow. Old Mobile friends wrote me. It's like, I've been seeing y'all blow up on TikTok. And I was like, I don't even, I don't even have TikTok. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. But, uh, thanks, you know. Yeah, I've got, I have a TikTok account thanks for, watching. for this. Oh, somebody's out there uh, asking us in. Yeah. Oh, we have a TikTok channel, but um, I just don't have it. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Do more like I like we have one, but I don't have one. Does that right. make sense? Like yeah. I have a Mississippi Superman TikTok, but I don't have it on my phone. Like I don't have access to it. <coughs> like I can get on the gym phone and go look at it, or I could download TikTok and go look at it. But I just don't. I just waste a lot of time on TikTok. Yeah. And I just don't need another time wasting app on my phone. Fair enough. You can get sucked into it. <coughs> yeah, the doom scroll. Man, it, you just. It just remember Vine? One. Yeah. Vine was the first the one. Water, really uh, got me. The yeah. watermelon. Oh, man. Like you, <laughs> because they were, they were these little short. Did you that one? You always have time for one more. That's the. Yeah. that Like you'll spend less time if you're just watching a movie. Yeah. As opposed to getting on Vine or getting on TikTok or getting on Reels or whatever. Dude, how many times you laid down at like nine thirty, ten o'clock at nine and like it was Vine on your phone and you next thing you know it's one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. All the time. Because you'll they'll throw some bangers in there, you're like, that's pretty funny. And then the next one's like, damn, that's pretty funny too. Vine go, was <laughs> the most funny yeah. 
platform. Vine was funny. Vine had a lot oh, of comedians. Like Ten seconds or I don't remember, but they were short. Or, yeah. I think they got ended up extending them to maybe thirty or something yeah. before it was all said and done. But it, they just didn't grow well. I don't see how they didn't change. I think that what happens is you need to start like TikTok started doing lives. They started doing longer yeah. videos. Like you need to start offering more mm-hmm. than just that one thing. Keep your keep your base. But and the other thing is there's no connection to it. So like on Facebook, it's like you're never going to delete your Facebook because that's your connection to the outside world. That's your connection yeah. with your friends, your family. Fine wasn't really that way. TikTok's not really that way. TikTok is really a creator app. So it's just for scrolling and creating. You're not connecting to family. You're not connecting to friends. So, you know, TikTok's our, you know, that's our biggest platform. And we're the, because I, I went viral on TikTok before we ever started doing a podcast. Right. You know, I went viral on TikTok years ago for the first time. With the long hair mullet videos and stuff like no, that? No, with the uh, I'll Beat Your Kids 2 for 1995 was the first one. I we we picked that. up our first 20,000 <laughs> 20, subscribers from that. That then was the, then the Ben Askren thing for a little while, didn't that? Ben Askren, Ben Askren, Ben Askren. What was that? What was what was you what are you talking about? Oh man, it's right. Didn't you make a thing with the long hair guy? Oh yeah, that? but that didn't go viral did it on, not? on okay. TikTok. I don't think we ever even posted that on TikTok. Okay, we or maybe we did. I don't know, but it didn't go viral. Did better on Facebook okay. because that was people that like. There was knew one me. of them. He commented on somebody. That, that was on Facebook. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Alan tagged him. Alan okay, Belcher tagged yeah. him. And then, well, he, then, then Ben Askren shared it. But he shared it to his personal page, not his fan page. Uh, okay. So it didn't get the big blow-up yeah. that we were really wanting. I okay. wish he just shared it to his fan page. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. But, yeah, he shared it to his personal page. Yeah. Me talking a bunch of shit. You talking about you the best wrestler in you? And, yeah. Man, man, man <laughs> I, I ain't yeah. seen you take on The Undertaker. I yeah. ain't seen you take on <laughs> John Cena. I ain't seen you take on Kane, Stone Cold Steve Austin, none of the greats. How can you say you're the best wrestler? You ain't never been in WWE. It was I was just You ain't never Stone Cold Stunner nobody. Not one time. All the matches, not one Stone Cold Stunner. How can you be the greatest? How can how can you how can you be the greatest? I had this down oh, I had this to, down we character. To revive that one. I used to do a lot of little character videos. You I know? know that was a fun time. Yeah. I remember when you brought that dude out when you had the Cletus uh, Jones boy at, at the, the wrist lock seven eleven uh or on Alabama Street when it was fourth of July and you through the, uh, I really wasn't Cletus Jones yet on that one. That was before that character really. But yeah, yeah. I started yeah. doing I started doing ads, mm-hmm. and I started and I really should probably get back to this. I started making my ads funny, and that's yeah. really kind of I think what made the gym take off. Yeah, like we really started doing well when we started doing like yeah. regular funny content and regular funny ads. And our ads really aren't funny anymore. They're just more like more based advertising. But when we were doing the thing about funny ads and funny content, it's really hard to scale. Like it's a lot. Like you got to always be coming up with something new. You always got to have another idea. Yeah. You know, and that's tough. Like, okay, yeah, we got to come up with an ad. Yeah, yeah it, it's hard. It's really, really hard because I was writing everything myself, mm-hmm. or we were. Then the team in house was, but most of a lot, most of it was me, and it was just a. It's a tough Cle- one. That Cletus Jones, man, I like him. Oh, my first Cletus Jones official Cletus Jones video. I don't think I called him Cletus Jones yet. But I did a wrist lock video. I did a jiu-jitsu instructional video. Oh, and instead of I remember this one. I, do, I was just teaching wrist locks from everybody. Why are you going to choke somebody? You can wrist lock them, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I was just wrist locking everybody and taught a few wrist locks. Instead of like like we'd get into a triangle and you'd have a very clear, easy finish for the triangle. But instead, I'd wrist lock them, you know. Yeah. Um, See, that was, that was some good stuff, good. man. That was some good stuff. I mean, video, like, 
just from Porchtop perspective, I've gotten more in the video as of late. I've been doing like Zoom calls and things of that nature, but uh, that is that is the way to grow your audience. If I would do Zoom calls on here, we would get bigger. Mm-hmm. We would have more guests. I have a ton of people that would do Zoom calls. I hate doing Zoom calls. Talking about calling guests? Yeah, or Zoom mm-hmm. calls. We'd put them on the TV. You know, we had a couple. We had Jack Muscone. Yeah, um, I do We had Kyle Mays. Is that the video game guy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the only two. Is that the only two, Mo? Jack Muscone and Kyle Mays, the only two I can remember. You know, I went on Kyle Mays' podcast mm-hmm. back a while back, and he, he has a good podcast. And he's, and he's a good podcaster, honestly. I, I like Kyle a lot. And um, I went on his show, and, and we really clicked well and vibed well, especially talking about MMA because he's really <coughs> into the local MMA scene. And I've tried to avoid that. Mm-hmm. I've tried to avoid making my show about the local MMA scene. We have episodes we talk about it, and the reason is – you're really only going to reach people in your local area that follow MMA. That's just too small of a market for me. And you're also yeah. limited on content at that. Right. It's just it's it's hard. It's sometimes it's good to be niche, but it makes content creation way harder because now all the content you create has to be in this niche. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want to do that. And honestly, you know, one of one of the work things that killed my creative my creativeness for funny videos was stress. Oh, I imagine. Stress What's the it. next thing? What's the next thing? And just the amount of stress I was under on a day-to-day basis, it killed my creative side. I had it like when I, I used to do, like uh, I had a, when I first started uh, Port Stop on Instagram, I would do uh, Raptor News videos. And it was like a 30 to 45 second of like making announcements and just being hyperbolic. And I mean, it tractioned well at first. And then after the 15th one. like, What I do you mean by hyperbolic? Like, just all over the place being, okay. you know, goofy and, like, just... You did that? Mm-hmm. I have a hard time seeing that. It's not really your persona. <laughs> and then I had my most recent I'm not saying one. you're not fun. I'm just saying, like, you're, you're very... You're, you're kind of... Your voice is a little monotone. Like, you're very... You're a very yeah. chill guy. Like, you you have a very chill... And I'm a, I, I'm a little that way. Tyler's the exact opposite. And He's then very... I, and then the latest thing was uh, I've been on the hunt for a Dalmatian. And uh, that led to my inbox being filled with people sending me pictures of Dalmatians because I was on the kick. Like, it was Sasquatch. It's like, yeah. they don't, they're not real. They're not at fire departments. Uh, this They've never been at fire departments in my life. I, yeah. I was like, it's all a big sham. And I've so, seen Dalmatians, though. I've, I haven't in real life. I had a childhood friend who had one. That's what when people tell me. I don't believe it. Really? <laughs> huh. Two of them barked. It's like the Sasquatch of dogs. Uh-huh. To me it is. They're rare. They had a Dalmatian and a Potbelly pig, both of them. Oh, <laughs> two for. Wow. And they kept them both in the house. I mean, they kept the dog in the house, but the Potbelly pig, too. Yeah. I, I, you know how they, uh, I like people with weird pets. I like. I don't want one. No, I don't either. I don't want weird pets. I had a roommate back in college. He had a ferret, and I hated that little fuck. Yeah, my I had a cousin. They stink, had a ferret. but they're cool as shit. But they stink. Yeah, they do stink. Mm-hmm. I had a uh, I had a, a family I grew up with, man, and these mugs were country. They were from Beaverton, Alabama. They, they had, had like raccoons. They had like bobcats, mm-hmm. deer, turkey, mm-hmm. everything you can imagine. They lived out in the middle of nowhere. Their dad was a taxidermist. And if you uh, think they still do taxidermy and uh, processing, sorghum hollow processing in Beaverton, Alabama, if you ever heard of them, yeah, it's them. And uh, they were they they were they were, but they had no southern accent because they weren't around people with southern accents. I've told y'all about this before. And man, they had 
the doors of their house stayed open. They didn't have AC. <laughs> and the animals would just come in and out as they pleased. Oh, man. They had turkeys yeah. that would just walk up in the house and That's look around wild, and stuff. And it was, it was, but they were the most fun kids to play with. They were my people, dude, because they didn't have video games and they didn't have television. Okay. Oh, they made their own fun. So they made their own <laughs> fun. They so they had, like, the oldest one's name was Josh. And he would like he could carve, and he would carve guns, and he would carve like all this stuff. He entered competitions and stuff, Um, and so we'd go over, and there was like five kids. They were my best friends. I love these guys, and we go over the house. I don't really keep up with them. I'm I'm still Facebook friends with them, and they 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 run that Sorghum Hollow processing and taxidermy. Um, Talk about taxidermy just for a second. Is uh, respect to those who are good at it. Have you ever seen bad taxidermy work? Taxidermy is strange. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little weird. I've never had any taxidermy, ever. Um, but and I'm not a big hunter. I had a fish mounted once. I was a pretty decent sized bass. And I'm not a fisherman either. Yeah, yeah. Or just any of the animals like squirrels and bobcats and all that. I wouldn't like, get a squirrel mounted. You That's ever, strange. I mean, I'm just saying, like if you go to a bass pro shop, you'll see. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got them up there. Yeah, squirrels. It's a little, it's you, ever, you ever seen a deer's ass mounted? Just and then ass. and then they'll put like eyes on it. And it looks like it. It looks like a freaky. And yeah, yeah. Dude. Let, no, me, let me see if I can pull it up, dude. It is deer funny. Has the eyes on it. <laughs> I've never seen. There's that. a restaurant in Amory that uh that has that. I was like, right when I saw it, I was like, someone mounted a deer's ass and put black eyes on it. I think I'm gonna get it back into hunting now, though. I think I'm at the age now. I think about it. I'm like, man, I, now hunting seems fun. Because I think about now, I love being outside in, in nature. When I was a kid, I was always in nature. I grew up in the middle of nowhere. So I was outside playing in the woods and stuff yeah. all the time. I'm never in the woods anymore. No. Never. Um, kids aren't in general. Aren't. Kids, kids aren't, aren't They don't even climb trees no more much. I think That's my, crazy. I remember climbing trees all the time. I, I make my kids go outside. Well, I mean, mine go outside, Some but the I don't think they climb trees like we oh, used wow, to. that's crazy. Ain't that wild? Damn, it looks like Chewbacca. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's a good one. <laughs> but these guys, oh, that is a good one. These guys had, like, they would build forts, and they had this one fort that they dug out the side of a hill and put, like, wood over the top of it, and it had, like, a like a roof. Yeah. And then they kept their stuff in there, and they had this big swing that would swing way out over this hill, and we'd get on the swing and swing super high. It was just the most fun ever. Yeah. Like, I'd go to their house. It would be the best time yeah, ever. Forts and tree houses, dude, are cool. Yeah, it was the coolest stuff. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I built this one really cool fort. Um, I went... And my, my parents started a vending company for, like, drink machines and snack machines when I was a kid. And um, we would have pallets, just piles and piles of pallets. You could build a house out of those, man. And so I took them, and I, I had a four-wheeler with a trailer, and we had a 40 acres next to our house that was a pasture. And at the other end of that 40-acre pasture, we had, uh, you know, and, and when you have cow pasture, you have irrigation ditches that run into them mm-hmm. to get water to them. We had this long irrigation ditch that was like, we called it a creek, but it was an irrigation ditch was all it was. And it, it fell into a waterfall, like just, you know, six-foot waterfall just off into the irrigation ditch. And uh, I, that was my hangout spot. It was out in the woods, the other side of that 40-acre 40, 40 pasture, way in the back side of the woods. And I took those pallets, and I set them up in a big, uh, big square, and then I ran a tunnel with them. And set up some little rooms, and then I went to this old house, mm. and I pulled the tin off the roof of this old house, <laughs> and I made a roof for it. And my dad helped me with some of it, but I made a roof for it. And so you could, like, climb in through these little uh, rooms, and, and you'd have, like, roof in some parts of it. And then I built a little wall, kind of guarding it, and then I moved shortly after I got done with it. Oh, right after you built I, it. I got, it done, I got done building it, and I, I moved to Columbus. Dang. And uh, we, used back to, we used to do that, dude. We had these great creeks on our property. 
and they would have like waterfalls and like you could tell just erosion over time so you mm-hmm. would have like these somewhat caves that you could get up into yeah and man me and my cup we would get up in there and like we would be missing for hours you know oh, we'd yeah. be out there till dark and parents just, didn't even care about you anyway. mm-hmm. no cell phones just, you know, just, just living people, life. Just people living their best life. Just living in the moment. Man, that's what kids are missing today. But, man, like, back to those kids that, that you were talking about you grew up with, like, people like that who make their own fun, who don't really have anything. Yeah. Man, those creativity. They know how to have fun. Yeah. They know how to play. Yep. You know, we had we, – we went – we I remember one time we went and took all they – had, they had taken a bunch of, like, pieces of paper and made them into money. So he had this big chest full of fake money that we'd go and play with and make uh, – do you know bank robberies and stores and you know we had our own little currency and I mean it was just it was the it was the best time ever yep. it was the most fun and I just I miss that man and it, I remember as I've gotten older life has just kind of beat me down a little bit and I you lose that creativity you know like the funny videos mm-hmm. and after you just you get so stressed out and so worried about things and you lose some things. And I think a big part of life is just learning to deal with that and still keep the fun and the creativity mm-hmm. in your life that you had as a kid or when you were in your 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard, man. I think, I think these so hard. I think these rob us of creativity. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. I think that's why people like, like you saying, you want to get into hunting or get back into hunting. I think that's why people do it. to Just be outside. Well, I mean, it, it and, reminds yeah. you of being a child when you was playing yeah. in the woods and stuff. Yeah. I like, that's, that's I why like I hunting, do it. but I like doing the hunting. Um, I, I deer hunt, but I like to hunt where you don't have to be so damn quiet yeah like dove hunting and stuff yeah. i love it yeah that'd be fun yeah i've never done much dove hunting um, i've been dove hunting and not even have a gun i just sit on it's a just bucket, a fun time just a bucket that had you're out in the it. damn woods out in the fields with your buddies right. just like you were when you were kids <coughs> and i look at i look at for a lot of accidents happen too yeah that's true you, you get a little alcohol in you oh all around some guns and mm-hmm. yeah dove hunting i've always heard that's like a social hunt yeah. it, it, it really it is, is a social hunt. and i would really uh, you get out there and you're grilling and you and you're drinking, and mm-hmm. that would be fun. Now, back in high school, we would we would go coon hunting. Now, we did have dogs. We would let them loose. We'd let the dogs loose and sit on the, uh, the tailgate of that truck, and at that time, we had a gas mask. But I still don't think I ever got that no higher than that. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking exactly about. What you're talking I know exactly about. what you're talking about. We were coon hunting. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, like, sit out there. like We close, did some of that as clo- a kid, too. Close to a graveyard, be like, I think I just saw something. <laughs> Man, you high, too. <laughs> bro, I, bro I, look, when I was a kid. I still don't like going near graveyards, especially at night. The house that I stole that metal off of, we had two houses that were next to my house as a kid. It was the house that it was my grandfather's house when he was a kid that was abandoned. And another house, I don't know, I think it might have been my great-grandparents' house or something. But it was old, they were old abandoned houses. Mm-hmm. And they were just sitting there. And I was the youngest. So I had a... And a cousin, he was eight years older than me, and he was mean as a rattlesnake. And I had a cousin, she was seven years older than me, had a brother four years older than me, had another cousin a year older than me. We all lived across the road from each other. Mm-hmm. And I was the baby. So I grew up hearing scary stories about these oh, houses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I remember I could have swore I saw ghosts in that house so many times. I remember I was down there one time. <laughs> and you got to think, all right, so 40 acres is a pretty big lot. 40 acres is, is yep. I mean, it's not 100 acres, it's not 1,000 acres, but it's 40 acres is a pretty good little stretch. And I remember me and my first cousin that was a year older than me, me and him hung out a lot, and we were down there at that house just kind of peeping around, like seeing what we could see, you know. The wind, I guess, caught that door, and we thought we saw something, and then the wind caught that door, and mm. boom, and it slammed. 
and my butthole tight and puckered <laughs> up so tight, and I just took off running. I was done. And Nathan was messing with me the whole time, telling me all this scary shit. Oh, you see that? See this? See this? And I ran from there all the way across that 40 acres. And 40 acres like in a line. It wasn't like a big spread out. It was like a long 40 acres. Mm-hmm. And I ran from that house all the way home up to my house and went inside out of breath. Like, I ain't going back out there again. I was done for the yeah. day. You know, but you know, you just scare, imagination gets a hold of you. Scary stories will get you, man. I remember one time when I lived in Texas, we lived kind of out. Not I lived in the city, but I had a friend who lived out in the country, and I stayed the night with him all the time. And he told me this story one time. We was walking through the woods, and uh, he said, "Man, there's a monster out here." But when he gets a hold of you, he won't just eat you; he nibbles you to death. Like he just nibble your skin off. <laughs> Man, that shit had me so scared. That'd be dude. so painful. I couldn't even sleep that night when I was at his house. <laughs> I was just I was like, Man, if this thing gets me and just nibbles me to death, what am I? It's gonna be a slow, <laughs> painful death. He's, he's like, he just gets you and he just nibbles you to death. I was like, damn, I don't want to see this dude. <laughs> but talking about them scary stories, man, they just get you. Man, I've been I used to get so freaked out. Like I said, I was the baby too. Yeah. So I was young. You know, I was like seven, eight. And, and that's I what was, you were getting dished out every day too. Right. They, I mean everybody was getting their kicks trying to mm-hmm. scare let's, you. Let's tell let's tell Jake a scary story. We're finna get him. We yeah. Don't, we don't, or, dude, Jake ain't never been snipe hunting. Let's get him. Let's get him. Yeah. I was and that's the reason why as a as an adult now, I don't believe shit. <laughs> I don't believe anything anymore. I don't believe anything. You cannot – most seen it, I'm sure. You've probably seen it, too. People come around and they'll tell stories, and I'm like, bullshit. Everything is bullshit to me. Raise a flag on until you. Until you prove it to me, mm-hmm. everything's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Everything. Because I just – I grew up hearing so much bullshit my whole life that I just and, – and the thing was, so my cousin – the one I told a story about, uh, you know, last week or whatever it was about, you know, him and his mom getting in the fight. He was eight years older than me, and he was full of shit, <laughs> nothing but shit. You, I mean, you couldn't believe anything he said. I didn't realize how full of shit he was. So I was an adult and started hanging out with him at eighteen. When I was seventeen, eighteen, at seventeen, me and him started hanging out regularly. He was going through a divorce. He was in his mid twenties. I was seventeen. We started hanging out and running heavy together. And he would like tell stories. It'd be me and him, and he'd tell stories that I was there for. And he'd get done telling him, I was like, that is not how that happened. Like, I was there. <laughs> just, That's not what happened. making him up. But, like, he, he'd expect, but I'd get his back around people. He'd tell oh, a story yeah. in front of people, like, yeah, that's what happened, wasn't it? He's like, I was like, yep. Yeah. Mm, no, yeah. that ain't what happened. I know the type. You, know, you can't believe shit he says. And I, I, honestly, the thing is, is he's schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. So, like, he might actually believe it. Yeah. You know, yeah, it might be, he, that might be his reality. He's already told himself and. So, He's convinced himself of it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's paranoid because like, when he went to prison, he got put in uh, like the crazy person prison, like for people with mental, yeah. like crazy that are insane. He's fifty one fifty, you know, and he was like certifiably no. His mom was too paranoid schizophrenic, and yeah, she was the mouse tool, right? She had the toaster. Yeah, yeah, he had, she had the toaster, yeah. right? And I mean, he just he would tell stuff. And the thing was, the reason why I have a lot of fight stories and stuff, stuff that I did as a kid was because I was trying to live up to his stories, not realizing it was bull. who knows which ones of them are true and which ones of them are or how much truth there is in them. And at 17, we started running together, and like, oh, he's just crazy. He's not fun. He's just crazy. Like a couple mm-hmm. drinks, it's like, oh, this motherfucker's just crazy. You can't believe shit he says. He's just wild. Okay. Now, I will say, even though you couldn't believe anything he said, if you wanted to have a story, go with him. 
go hang out with him. So he's going to make a story. You're going to have a story by the end of the night. You're going to tell it different than he will. But it's going to be a story. <laughs> because that motherfucker, listen to me, y'all. He was crazy. He was wild. He was the coolest guy you ever met until he had one beer. It just took one? One beer. One beer. Thought and him his off personality like would start changing. Damn. Just a little bit. And then he'd have two beers. And he could never stop. Once he started drinking, oh, oh, yeah. he was on the ride. He'd have a, he'd have a beer. And he, he would always, every time he'd see me, I don't even drink anymore. And he'd have a beer in his hand. <laughs> Bro, you know we can see you. <laughs> no, we can see you. Say beer, man. You know? Lemonade. Like we go, I remember one night we were, um, <laughs> we were at the elbow room. Y'all remember the elbow room? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah I was dude. 17 years old. Maybe I might have just turned 18. Yeah, I was my senior, so I was 18. And I remember we were at the elbow room one night. And that was one of the first nights we all went out. And we were rolling deep, about 10, 12 people. And we all decide we're all high school kids other than him and my brother. My brother was there. And we go to the elbow room. Yeah, everybody went there in high school. Beer only, cash only. Yeah. So we get up in there and beginning of the night, super fun guy. He's making friends with everybody in the place. He's loud, he's fun, he's funny, he had a good personality, you know. He's hanging out with everybody, he's making friends. Two, three drinks in, he starts getting aggressive and that personality would start switching. And I remember there was uh, we were up there one night. He starts getting in fights. He starts getting in arguments. People were breaking them up, breaking them up. Finally, I'm like, man, I've had enough of this. I'm going to the house. The only reason I believe this story because he didn't tell it. He had a different version. <laughs> I don't remember his version, but I'm going to tell you what happened. We were out one night, and I went home. And one of my buddies who used to sell me weed shows up. And totally different. See, my cousin, swastika on his chest, white power oh, tattoo. Jail had 13 and a half on his on his hand, spider web on his elbow, you know, white like skinhead. Don't, don't you love seeing like white girls with that on their elbow and, and not, so, knowing not knowing what it means? Yeah, spider webs or something. Yeah, yeah, not knowing what it is. So uh, this other my buddy used to sell me weed. He was thugged out, right? He wasn't black though. He was Asian, but he had, all his friends were black. And he rolls up with one of his homeboys that had just got out of jail from shooting somebody. Okay. Shot, didn't kill him, but shot him. Gets out of jail. Been in jail for a long time. They show up. Um, well, just like in my cousin's fashion, they become best friends at first. At first, they become best friends. Oh, but was like, man, I need to run to the store. He didn't have a car because he just got out of jail. That's just like, I'll give you a ride. They, oh, get, they, they get in the car. They happen to sell beer there. They get in the car. Well, they were at the elbow room to begin with, but then they go to the the you know the gas station over there across from Harvey's. Yeah, River Hill. River, River Hill. Hill. Yeah. They ride over to River Hill. Oh, buddy goes in the store, and Dusty just leaves him. <laughs> he goes in the store. And Dusty just pulls out and just leaves him. <laughs> leaves him in the store. <laughs> don't wait for him to come back out or anything. He just leaves him. Goes back to the elbow room. Everybody's like, "Where's he at?" He's like, "I don't know." He's back partying. A few minutes, about an hour or two goes by. Homie walks back. <laughs> He's like, what the hell, man? Uh, and my cousin's just like, what are you talking about? He's like, you left me at the store. No, I didn't. Like, he didn't realize he did anything wrong. You asked for a ride there. He didn't say nothing <laughs> like, about, no, about a ride back. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it obviously gets heated. It obviously gets heated. And my stupid-ass cousin, man, he's dropping the M-bomb. He's like, I mean, just everything, you oh, know. Yeah. And luckily... It appeared that my cousin had a lot of people there, but nobody had his back. Well, he had a couple. His brother was there. My brother was there. Like, at the end of the day, we're going to hold up for family if it comes yeah. down to it, but we ain't, we ain't really got – like, we ain't trying to fight. Well, old buddy goes to his homeboy's car and gets a gun. 
He just got out of jail for shooting somebody. He pulls a gun out. Oh, so he'll do it. He's yeah, about, he'll do he's it. He's about to be a repeat offender. Yeah, it's about to be a repeat offender. And this is just the story I heard now. I was not there for this. <laughs> that was the, his mouse control. My cousin walks up yeah. to him and is like, shoot me, pussy. You oh, won't do it. Man. Shoot me. Shoot me. Do it. And the dude doesn't do it. Dude gets back in the car and leaves. They just leave. Dip out. He's like, I ain't trying to go back to jail. Smart. Smart, you know. So he had Dang. a car, but he wanted your cousin. He was with, ride. he rode with, with the other guy that used to sell me weed. Uh, he went to my homeboy, used to sell me weed's car, and he got, got, his, the, got the gun out of his uh, car. I got you. Got you, got you <laughs> he dropped him off in the store. Yeah, and just left him. All and right, he man. does that shit every time he goes out. It's always some shit. Always some shit. They say them folks, they're like that. They're their mind is moving so fast. Yeah. That is, he, he may have truly well, been like that. you don't know a version of that yeah. person you're going to get at any given second. And that was the problem with him. That was, and he would get drunk, man, and he would just get it in his head. And he just, he had this, like, when he was hanging out with us, he had this, like, little team of, like, head-busting 17, 18-year-olds that just liked to fight. And he's like, oh, I'm going to find y'all some fights. I'm going to start them. And then y'all going to finish them. <laughs> that was his mentality. All the time. So, like, there was times we would get in the car, and I just – I didn't want to stand up to him back then because I still looked up to him so much because I grew up just worshiping this dude. And I remember, like, he would he would get in his head, like, I'm this dude, he did me wrong, yada, yada. And the thing is, after a while, I started realizing, like, it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff he's saying never happened. But he'd be like, we're going to go get him. And we'd go get in the car, and he'd have no idea where we were going. And he'd just be like, go down this road, go down that road. And we'd just feed him alcohol until he passed out in the front seat. And then he'd finally, you know, we'd go home. His, his gears must have been running too he, fast, man. Yeah, it was wild, man. He just he was just a he was just a he was just a wild card. I mean, you just you could not go out with him without some shit like that popping off. Um, one time on Bill Street, like he'd go to on Bill Street and he would like blow all his money and then come back and be like, I got robbed. I need y'all to come help me find who did it. We're gonna jump him. But he just blew it. But he just blew his money because he did it. There's nobody's been robbed as much as this dude. He got robbed every weekend he went out. He got robbed. Maybe he's putting himself in these situations getting robbed, but like probably not. Because like there was several times I saw him blow his money. I knew how much money he had leaving, and I saw how much money he was spending. Hey, I got robbed. You're out of money. Yeah, you got robbed by the beer girl. <laughs> yeah. You what, know? You, what do you mean? Well, uh, I was at the poker table and it took all my money. <laughs> That's how it was. And then he'd want you to go and just find invisible people to fight. And then he, I mean. That really him. It, it was really him. Yeah, it was just like he would just want you to go fight people. It was crazy, man. I've, had, I've met a few people. Like, I had a homeboy's uncle that was that, that, that wasn't as bad as him. I'll, I'll drop this dude's name, Adam Lucas. Y'all know Adam Lucas? Uh-uh. Um, you know Adam Lucas? So I used to run around with Adam real heavy. Real heavy. Adam liked to fight. I don't, I don't know him, but I know of him. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people know yeah, of yeah, Adam. Yeah. And everybody knows what about Adam. Adam likes to fight. That's the number one thing most people know about it. Adam can't close his fist because he got in a fight. And they some people say he got an infection from it. Some people say he tore all the ligaments and the, the tendons in his hand in a fight. And he can't – now his hand, he can't make a fist, so he hits people with his elbow. He punches with his left. And oh, he still likes to bang. Oh, his, oh, yeah. Still loves to fight. <laughs> oh, I've seen him been in a bunch of fights, you know. Um, we got a bunch of fights with him. <laughs> and uh, I remember, like, he would uh, – he, I was bouncing one night. And he would come up there to the bar, and he worked for my boss. Mm-hmm. My boss had a construction company, and he had a bar and a restaurant. So he had a restaurant downtown. He had 12 bar um, after Carl Hogan mm-hmm. sold it sold it to him. Mm-hmm. He had 12 bar. He had a uh, front door, back door, and he had a construction company. And he worked for him at the construction company. So when he would drink, he would come down to 12 bar to drink. 
And I remember one night, it was like a Tuesday. I'm not even working. I'm at home in the bed, and my boss and landlord at the time calls me. It was Danny Cameron. Mm-hmm. And Danny goes, hey, man, uh, I need you to come down here. I'm like, what's going on? He goes, man, it's about to be a fight, and I need you. And I'm like, are you being for real? He was like, Dang, yeah. He's 20 minutes away, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, dude, it's, it's going to be 20 minutes. He goes, he was like, Adam's here, and his old ladies, his girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever she was, her, her ex is here, and Adam's going to fight him. Like, it's, <laughs> it's going down. You got to get down here before it happens. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I grab my 9 millimeter. I go get my truck. I ball the downtown. Like I said, it's a Tuesday night. Get down there. I get out the car. There's nobody in the bar but Adam and Danny. And Adam's drunk. And Adam's like, man, that song, bitch, talking shit. Danny's like, they're down at the Princess now. So I'm like, well, fuck, man. Well, let's let's drop it. Yeah. I mean, we ain't got, it's Tuesday night. Like, it might have been a Thursday. I don't know. It was not a Friday or a Saturday night for sure. It was a weeknight, Wednesday, something like that. Um, Danny's like, no, hell no. Because I got there. Now, Danny's indestructible, too. We finna go down there and get him at the Princess. I'm like, Danny, no. Nobody. I'm not trying to tie up with these dudes because he, he stole Adam's girl or used to beat Adam's girl before they were together. I don't remember what the problem was. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but it was some beef. Danny's like, hell no, we finna go down there. So Danny takes off to the princess. Huh. I can't let him go by himself. He's my right. boss and my landlord. He's my homeboy. Like, I can't let him go just take an ass whooping, <laughs> you know. So I go with him, and we go look all throughout the princess. He ain't there either. So we walk back. Adam's still there drinking and shooting pool. Adam didn't even go with us, right? <laughs> Adam's just, a fight for him, though. Yeah, Adam's sitting there drinking and shooting pool. I'm like, all right, man, I'm finna get out of here. Well, in that few minutes later, some other dude comes in and he starts shooting pool. Adam's like, that's that motherfucker right there. And it wasn't. And Danny was like, no, it's not. <laughs> that is not the same guy you were pointing out earlier. The thing with Adam was he getting these beefs with these people, and then after a few drinks, everybody was that person. Mm. It was everybody. Everybody was the dude he was looking for after enough drinks. I knew a guy like that. This is back in high school party days. Every time you saw that guy pull up to a party, be like, he's going to fight He's going to fight somebody. Like, yeah. something's going to say. He doesn't like the way that you looked at him. He didn't, something. Like, he didn't like something that you said that wasn't even to him or about him. Yeah. But he's he going he's he's, to fight somebody. He's going to blindside somebody. So, um, <coughs> when Danny tells me that, I'm like, all right, we just can't beat up this unsuspecting, innocent bystander here on a Wednesday night at the bar shooting pool. Like, homie ain't done shit. Yeah. And me and Adam kind of quit hanging out because of this, I think. <laughs> um, Adam kept trying to fight him. I'm like, Adam, no. That's enough, man. You got to chill. You got to chill. Well, next thing I know, I'm sitting over there, and I'm trying to de-escalate. I'm trying. I'm like. I'm telling the dude, hey, you're good. Just keep shooting pool. I, I got it. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Adam's like, no, nah, man. He he tried. You ain't. I, we ain't boys. We, I'm like, Adam. We are boys. If this was legit, I drove all the way down here to help you. Yeah. You know, if this was legit, I'd have you back. That ain't him. He's like, it is him. Next thing I know, I turn around. I'm talking to somebody. Adams took off after this guy. He's going for him. Well, I take off after Adam, and I grab him, and it's like a game to Adam. Like he, you can tell, he's having the best time of his life. I grab Adam, and I pull him back and put him into a booth. And I'm like, Adam, you got to stop. Like, that's enough. I turn around and start talking to Danny again. He looks at him. Hussein bolts at him again. Boom, takes off. I put him in a full Nelson and pick him up off the ground. And it was like a big joke. He was like, man, Jake snatched me up, had me up, my feet dangling off the ground kicking, you know. 
But I'm like, how? Cole Nelson, my only weakness. Like, bro. How did you know? <laughs> like, bro, like, how did you, how do you get that confused? But that's how it was, man. You know, a lot of the stories that I tell about fights and shit that I got into, some of them, I'm not going to lie, I started some of them. But a lot of them started with Adam or Dusty. You got drunk. My cousin into Adam. Yeah, I got drug into him. It was just the it was just a crowd that I was with. Yeah. I just hung out with I was trying to hang out with headbusters where if I got in some shit, I knew my friends had my back. But the problem with hanging out with them dudes They gonna try it too. They gonna try it too. And now we're always every time we left the house, we were in a fight. Every time. And after a while, that shit gets real old. Yeah. Mm. Keeping them mamas up late at night praying. That shit yeah. gets real old, man. <laughs> You know, like that fight, that big fight at the loft where Joe kicked that dude in the head that night. That was an Adam fight. I would have loved to have seen that. Well, we told that on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a while, but but that was that all started because of Adam. Man, and there used Tyler. to be a lot of fights going Adam on at the loft. Oh man, I was in a bunch of them. Yeah, not Tyler. I was in a bunch. Well, Tyler wasn't <laughs> even trying to instigate it. Tyler's just he's got a personality that comes on so strong. You either gonna love him or hate him. Yeah. And if you don't know him, and if you if you kind of take life real serious, you're kind of thugged out, taking life, you probably aren't going to like him. You know, you kind of got to be a little goofy to like hanging out with Tyler. And there was just a lot of times, man, like like that night being one of those times where he was just out there wilding and out and, and acting crazy. And, you know, it just kind of it, – it slippery slope effect kind of led us into this big-ass brawl that busted out. And, you know, it is what it is. But Adam and Dusty – Dusty, number one. Adam was rough, but Adam did, didn't just go looking for it all the time. Dusty, when he left the house. That was on his agenda. You just knew. Yeah. You just knew. You know. So have, we, I, have I ever told you about Joe and Dusty getting into a fight? Uh-uh. <laughs> that shit was <laughs> wow. wild. That was one of the best, worst fights. I know I've told you. I know I've told him. Is this like when he was uh, taking his clothes off and he was practically? Yeah, 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 that was him. When Joe, when Joe whoops his ass uh, on that, because Joe beat his ass. Because Joe could fight. You know, Joe's Joe's a Joe's a unit. Mm -hmm. You know, Joe's a unit. And got them Shane Carwin hands. Yeah, he's just a big old boy. You know, three hundred pounds, solid. And Joe's an athlete too. Yeah, that's one thing you don't realize about Joe. Joe can move. Joe's fast. Oh hell yeah! He's quick. He's, like he, he's he, athletic. For he's his athletic. Size he can sure. he can run fast. He can move good. He's nimble. He's mobile. You know, and you get a guy that big, and I mean, homie works out with three hundred pounds on the bench. You but he put three hundred three hundred on the bench and rep it for fifteen times. You know, he just yeah. a monster. You know, and. That was good. I, I, I would tell that if y'all hadn't heard it. But if y'all heard it, I ain't gonna tell That's it. That's a again. great story. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. I don't remember the last time I told it on here, but I know I've told it on here before. I know I've told it on here before. <laughs> it's been a few months. It's been, it's a, it's been while, a while. Yeah, yeah it's been a while. I tell y'all uh, something. It happened last night. I was unaware of it. I'm sure this has happened to y'all. Um, chick I was working with last night, helping helping out with. Uh, before I left, and this this is something I started doing. Like if I'm at a bar scene, I try to. Nine thirty, ten o'clock. I try to be gone. Really? They, yeah, that early, dude. That's I was, I ain't even getting good till after that. That's the point. That's the point. Don't huh? nothing good mm -hmm. happen around or after midnight. Yeah, but uh, after one. And she, and she was telling me like we had been hanging out, working together all day, and she was like, I was telling her bye for the evening. She was like, by the way, I I hated you for two years, and I was like, you did a hell of a job, like hiding it, I guess, because I didn't see there was any beef. She's like, yeah, I was. Least favorite person. And I was like, 
Man, how many people are walking around with this? Just oh, a lot for me. <laughs> you know, I got a lot. Probably a lot for all of us. I got a lot. I think I got more than most. That's shocking to me. Like, uh, you know, I just said two face shit. I guess that's why I'm gotten very not friendly. Mm-hmm. I'm not friendly anymore. I used to be really friendly when I was a kid. When I was in mm-hmm. high school and right out of high school, I was super friendly to everybody. And now when I go out, I'm not anymore because there's so many people I know don't like me because. I've been successful because I'm boisterous and I talk a lot and for whatever reason. And I've just heard so many people or through so many people. I need to fix this. There we go. Mm-hmm. Fix my dip. Mm-hmm. Um, the, of people that don't like me for whatever reason. And now I just don't go anywhere or do anything because I just know there's so many two-faced people that hate me, that don't want me to talk to them. And now I try to judge it based on how they act. Like, if, if they make eye contact with me and look like they want to talk, I'll try to talk. Mm-hmm. But, like, if, if I'm out and I know you, but I can tell you're kind of avoiding eye contact, I just assume you don't want to talk to me. Or if you don't make eye contact, I assume you don't want to talk yeah. to me. <coughs> um, I've, and it's, it's made me real standoffish. And it's made people not like me even more, really. Because now I think people think I'm too good or whatever. I don't know. But it really isn't that. It's really just that, like, I just don't. I just know there's a lot of people that don't like me. Man, it just comes off. You don't care neither. I am not doing anything for or against you. It's like just the very fact that I exist is just pissing you off. I was like, Dad, what the? How'd she come around? Just why didn't she like you? Didn't I? Didn't ask. Didn't give the explanation. I would have asked. I I probably will next time I see her. I had a girl one time. We had a big party one night for Joe, going away, and um, it was actually the night that my wife. Found out how old I was, like after we'd been dating for several months. Oh, and uh, it was a good party though. We were having a good time, and I remember after my wife left, one of my homeboy's girlfriends just goes off on me, just like she hated me, and I never really understood why. And I knew she didn't want him to hang out with me, but I never really understood why she hated me so much. And uh, we were at the party, and she was like, I, "Jake, I'm so." effing sick of you in front of everybody there's like 150 people there like and witness this she was like i'm so sick of you and i just sat down and listened to it i didn't argue with her i didn't raise my voice back i was like okay and she was like you walk around here you act like you're better than everybody you act like every girl in here wants to fuck you you act like um this and that and it was the greatest thing ever because one of her friends was there and when she said you act like all these girls want to fuck you her friend was like because they do and i was like Boom! <laughs> like, yes! Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah! She gave me a clutch for me. Uh, but she was like, you walk around here like all these girls want to have sex with you. You act like you're the shit. Like, you can kick everybody's ass. You just think you're so fucking cool walking around here. She's like, I can't fucking stand you. Like, like I'm so sick of you. And she spent like a good ten minutes straight Damn. just screaming at me. And I just sat there. I was like, okay. I was like, I'm sorry you feel that way. I just, I just was completely emotionless. I think I handled it the best way I possibly could. Yeah. I was completely emotionless to it, and I, just, and I, the thing was, and I'm not trying to call my homeboy out, but me and him were, I thought we were pretty cool, and she had been drinking, mm. and That's I, I kept, I kept was drunk or not, or sober I kept. Well, that just means what she really thinks is coming out to me. Yeah, and I just kept looking at him like, are you not going to say anything? Because if my girl was doing that at a party, you got to put that thing on uh, a leash. Yeah. I, I'd pull her to the side like, hey, we're leaving. This is done. Mm-hmm. You're not going to act this way in front of my friends. You're not going to act this way in front of people. You're not going to make my friend feel that way. Yeah. Like, if you don't like him, let's let's go. Damn, I had you a know. girl who embarrassed the hell out of me one night. We had been dating for about one or two months. And I was throwing a party at the house. All my friends were going to be there. And it was going to be the first time that they were going to meet her. And she oh, no. has a beer or two. 
and just, you know, well, she is fake drunk now. And uh, I learned it that night that she was an attention whore. And she started having um, epileptic seizures. Not, oh, re- not really, but faking it oh, man. for attention. Mm. And then, like, you know, I was... Like faking real, like... Convulsing, like convulsing, convulsing on the ground. Oh, wow. And, uh, like, I happened to have a friend there who was a nurse, and she was like, she's full of shit. And so she pops right up, runs outside, and just starts walking down the road. You know what I do? Letter, letter. Oh, well, yeah. That's what I was doing too. That's over. That's that is a, that is the, and, and that's now an ex girlfriend. And that's the night. Yep. Yeah. That is now an ex girlfriend. Enjoy your walk, sweetie. Damn. Why would Why would you fake seizure? I, I mean, like attention. attention. Looking for attention. Some people love it. Some, Some people do. I mean, like you're saying, they they do any damn thing. TV's not pulling up, but you're gonna have to keep up with time. Oh, all the time. Girls fake pregnancy all that's the time. Wild. That that makes sense, honestly. You trying to lock a dude down. You know, you you trying like a dude's done with you, and you yeah. need him. You need to pull him back in. I'm pregnant. Yeah, they just don't want it to be done. I'm at them. least gonna have a conversation with you at that point. Yeah, like if I, if you tell me you're pregnant, I'm at least gonna have a conversation with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. You sure. know, I had a I had a I had a homeboy's dad, Joe's dad, actually. He told me not long ago that he saw a Facebook post years ago from a girl claiming that she had had my baby. I remember the story. Really? Yeah. We were cleaning out. Uh, we were moving Joe's stuff before Joe moved to Kentucky. And he was like, yeah, I remember, I guess it was about six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, whatever, like around the time me and my, my wife started dating. Um, he was like, I saw a girl get on Facebook, and he might have been full of shit and just messing with me. You know, like he could be. Different Jake Reese. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But she, he was like, yeah, I saw it. He said, and I went back to her page, and she took it down. And I was like, Are you full of shit? He was like, I swear to God. I swear to God, this girl was claiming that she had had your kid. And I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know of anybody that I can think of that I had been with that that could poss- that had a, a kid that could have possibly been with. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah, dude, like, how, how much, like, BS is out there because of he said, she said of things that's nev- never true, but people oh, just, people just buy it like it's gospel, you know? Tons. Tons of it. Okay. Hey, I'm flying through. I do real bad. I got a piss real bad. You want to pause for just a second? Sure. I got a piss real bad.
don't see HDMI on there. I see TV, PC. PC? Yeah. Okay. Woo! Got the Man Up logo still on there. I put it up there when y'all did the pause, so that's me know when I can. It's a visual cue for me. I got you. It's been up the whole time. Do what? <laughs> no, it's uh... The entire podcast is just that. <laughs> I like creating work for myself. <laughs> I think Mo's got plenty to do. Alright, I'm ready. Fire, fire, fire. Come here looking like a queen. <laughs> that shit was weird as fuck. It's weird as a mug. Alright, y'all ready? Where did we leave off? Did you see the glizzy cat? Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They sent him hot dogs. Hold on. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's uh, let's back up. Let's back up where we where we left off. What was the last thing we talked about? The Joe's dad and the. Girl oh yeah. Girl. Yeah. So picking back up on that, then we'll bring that up in a second so we can match it. Um. Yeah, that was that was scary though. But I'm pretty sure it's him messing with me. I'm pretty sure it's him just just fucking around. You know, because that's kind of his humor. So, you know, make me sit there and wonder for the rest of my life if I've got a kid out there. Pretty good joke, honestly. I mean, right? That's yeah, pretty yeah. fucking funny. It's been seven yeah. years and I still think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a year and I still think about it. From time, a year or two. When, when did Joe leave? How long has Joe been gone? Has it been a year? I think so. It's, been, it's close. Yeah, I guess so, yeah, because I, I remember talking to him when he was going up there. I was like, damn, it's going to be cold up there. Yeah. It's starting to get cold again. Yeah, I had a coworker do that to an intern of ours. He's um, he's probably in his mid-40s, and the intern was, like, studying at MSU. And he was talking about, yeah, my mom went to college at Starbull, and at that time my coworker would have been in Starbull. And he was like, hmm, what was your mama's name? <laughs> <laughs> And he was messing with that boy. He's like, you might be mine. <laughs> That's pretty good. Especially if he's not sure. <laughs> Did he you know his daddy? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, he might have done. Oh. It's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Dang. Mm. <laughs> that's a good joke if, Jazz, if Joe's dad's playing that on you. Yeah, that's real good. I give him props. If, if that's a joke, I give him props for sure. Cause that's one. That's pretty one good. of these days is gonna eat at you, and you're gonna be like, "Man, I gotta call that. I gotta call that fella." Oh, I've asked him since then. He still tells you the same thing. Yeah, he yeah. swears. He's like, "I swear to you," like it's not a joke. But she sounds like a candy or a destiny. I've never messed with any candies or destinies that I can recall. Hmm. You know what? There's one name. <laughs> Tiffany. That, no, Jessica. <laughs> I have dated like nine Jessicas. Damn, he's got thing. I just there was just a lot of Jessicas my age, mm-hmm. you know. Now, I, we didn't get I didn't get serious with any of them. There was a lot of there were a lot of Jessicas, a lot of Hannahs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of Jessica was mine though. I just it just kept like it was like a joke in my friend group. Like God, dog, son, what is it with you and Jessicas? You never had to learn the name again. That's true. Just like, hey, Jessica, you know. Just I don't know, I don't know. But I, there was a lot of Jessicas. And um, I don't know that I've ever dated girls with the same names, ever. You need to date more girls. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, you get you, you get the pool big enough, you're gonna have some repeats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have not dated that many girls. I, I think I, I own here because I talk a lot of like that alpha male shit. Like, but I started dating my wife at 20. You know what I mean? Like I've been yeah. dating. I've been with my wife since I was 20 years old. I'm 33. I've been with my wife for 13 years. You know. Yeah. So. 
I mean, how, and I dated the same girl in high school. A lot of the reason why I dated so many girls because me and my high school girlfriend broke up 15 times. And every time we'd break up, I'd date somebody new. Yeah, it'd be a rebound in there. I'd, have, I'd get a rebound. And it was always an issue. And I remember she would always come back and be mad at me about the rebound, which is in hindsight because I understand things a little bit more. Like, it would have bothered me too. And um, in hindsight, I was like, well, don't break up with me then. Right. Because it was her breaking up with me. It wasn't me breaking up with her. Stop breaking up I break with up, broke up with her one time. It was the 15th time. Like yeah, it was it one, really fifteen times? Fifteen times I counted. Wow. Damn, dude. Yeah. She she was she had some mental problems. She would she could not be happy. Like oh, yeah. the happier we were, if we were happy, it was a she guarantee had, she we had to create drama. She had to break up with me. She had to she just could not handle and she's single now. Is she a nurse? Oh I imagine. No. No, she's not. Something I've kind of picked up on. But she, yeah, nurses and early elementary school teachers mm-hmm. are crazy. Are crazy, and hairdressers are crazy in a different way. Yeah, and my wife is a cuts <laughs> hair. I was yeah. like, but yeah. my wife is definitely the exception to the rule. I never thought about it until like the other day, and I was going through, and I was like, man, every one of my exes is either a early elementary school teacher or a nurse. Yeah, that's a problem. I like, I've got to change. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. You got to you got to go for a different. Mm-hmm. And you're old enough now. You know what they're going to be because a lot of them, like in yeah. high school and right out of high school, you don't know what they're going to be yet. Yeah. Girls in nursing school, just in nursing school, are the craziest because I think nursing school is so stressful that when they do get some time to go out, they're just like, I got to turn loose, and they turn. Well, they all say so the much yes, stuff, weird stuff do. anyway, like as far as trauma and right. just ill people and stuff. And the fact like they even want to do that. Yeah. Like you want to go and That's spend 12 hours person. on your feet dealing with people bleeding out and dying. Or potentially pissing and shitting themselves and you got to clean it up. Right. Nobody. No. There's lots of nurses I don't think clean that up. It's a lot of the, it's the, the ones that are on like them. Certified pez, nurses. The CNAs. Yeah. yeah, CNAs. I'm a nurse. You clean that shit up. Yeah. But it, it is something about girls that go on to be nurses. And, and like who wants to sit in a classroom of 30 small children by yourself for seven hours a day. A crazy yeah. person. Crazy no. people. One or two kids, fine. Five kids even, maybe. 25 kids, I'm going to pass. You're talking about like kindergarten, first grade stuff? Yeah. Oh, they smell like peeing poop too. Yeah. Fifth, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. <laughs> if a girl is trying to go teach young fellas, let me tell you something. If you're dating a girl and that's what she wants to do. This is good advice. She's going to be crazy. Probably. If she's trying to be a nurse, she's going to be crazy. Probably. Wow. Crazy. She's a crazy person. Crazy and also probably going to cheat on you a couple of times. But a lot of fun. 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 You know? Like you date, you you, you, you go and you talk to or date or whatever. And, 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 and I was always pretty good about when I would get around those girls, I knew the role. Mm-hmm. A lot of men get in a lot of trouble in this life because they put the wrong women in the wrong role. Uh-huh. There are girls. They're, we call them woo girls. I got it from How I Met Your Mother. Woo girls are great to have around. They run around, they party, they get super drunk. Woo! They wear a little cowboy hat, cowgirl hat, pink cowgirl hats, and they hang outside out of limos and and woo, we're partying. Woo! Those girls are a blast. Mm-hmm. You want to have those girls around, but you don't want to date them. You just want to go out with them yeah, because they're going to attract other girls. Because when you're in a group, if you're going out, you do not want to be in a big group of just dudes. You are never going to get play. If you and your six male friends are out, you're not yeah. getting any play. You are yeah. scary. They're afraid they're going to get raped. Like, you're unapproachable. But if you, you also got, have or if anybody gets played, it's only be one of you. You yeah. have the fat friend who's the gatekeeper that won't even allow you to get in there. Yeah, you got to yeah. deal with her early. 
There's a key to that. Oh, we talked about. You got to deal with her early. You got to deal with yeah. her before you try to get with her friend. Mm-hmm. You got to get her on your team. But right, yeah. Um, but that's strategic. Yeah, that's how you got to do it. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're going out with just your so you you want to have some of those girls with you. You want to go out and it's let's be honest. If you're going out and partying and it's you and your five homeboys, what are y'all doing? Standing on the edge of the dance floor, drinking, looking stupid, <laughs> break dancing, hang, hanging out, <laughs> hanging out, sitting around at, at a table, or you're going up and talking to girls, but you look like a creep because it's you and six dudes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like unless you're driving Bugattis and and you're six three and six four and ripped and got a million dollars, then it's probably different. This is but, like a bachelor party or something. You know, even then, I mean, but most of the time that you know that that takes place in like a strip club or something. Right, right. They're getting paid to hang yeah. out with you. Mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, and a buddy of mine, like a, he was like, man, you. Have you noticed that nobody in our friend group or, like, external to it, we don't see them out anymore? And I was like, yeah, they all got fucking lives, dude. Right. Like, they got families. They got families, yeah. and what I mean, what do you expect? The idea of even going to a bar now to me is so stressful. Because you got to stay there until it's late. <laughs> I don't even want to be there at all. That's what I'm saying. And then you're, like, you're like looking at your watch. Like, like you say, now they're 10, you're like, my phone. Man, Six thirty. Get home. And I Irish goodbye. Like when I get ready to leave, you just ball out. I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit about drives me crazy. <laughs> I don't. I don't tell. Like if you catch me on the way out, I'll be like, "All right, well, I'll see you." But uh, now, if I came by myself, I'll do that. I did. Yeah. You know. yeah. If I came by myself, that's different. But if I if you rode with me, <laughs> no, you I, just I ain't doing like he cousin to just <laughs> just dip out, <laughs> just, just grab my ride, just leave you. <laughs> I've had that done so much I, to me in the I, past. I've had that done to me too. And this is before he Uber. Yeah, I made Mo quit. He was he was, he'd do it here. Yeah, we're not at the bar. We're here. Like, like we're all training, <laughs> and hanging out, and talking. And then he'll just turn around. What Mo go? He left. There's he's six like, of us here. He's already three levels into a PS5 game. Just be like be be like deuces, guys. I'm out. It's not hard. <laughs> you know it. Just let me know. There was a, a study done that said, uh, which I mean, I guess if you go out every night, it makes sense. But how much time you save for yourself each night if you don't make your rounds and say goodbye? Yeah, I'm not making a round. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm not. Wouldn't make a round now. I'm not going out at all. I'm going to be honest with you. I just, the idea of being in a bar where people are drinking, it just, the idea of it. Drunk people me piss me off unless I'm drunk with them. Yeah. See, I, I didn't drink when I was going out. See, I couldn't imagine doing See, that. I didn't start drinking until I was in my mid-20s. Again, yeah. I, drank, I drank when I was a teenager. And then I, when I turned 18 and started fighting MMA, I quit drinking and smoking. Yeah. I didn't smoke weed. I didn't smoke cigarettes. I didn't drink alcohol. Nothing. I was completely clean. And I didn't start drinking again until me and my wife went to New Orleans one time when I was 23 or 24. We went to New Orleans, and she had a drink. I was like, I'll have a drink. And I had a couple of drinks. And, you know, got felt pretty good, you know, just, just right, just the right amount of drunk when you're in New Orleans. Because you don't want to get sloppy in New Orleans. Yeah, be on your P's and Q's. Yeah, and you got to be aware of your surroundings, yeah. for sure. Same thing on Beale Street, same thing in Columbus, Mississippi, same thing in Starville, same thing in Oxford. If I'm out. Partying. It has become that way in Columbus. Oh, it? Columbus is you definitely that be, way. You got to be on your toes. Yeah, and that's why if I do go out, I won't go out in Columbus. Yeah. Because, A, I know everybody. B, a lot of people don't like me. Everybody knows who I am. Sorry. And it's a violent little town. There ain't many more places to go out anymore. No. You got the Princess. You got oh, that's uh, back open. I forgot the Loft. That, yeah. You got Monson Brothers. Monson Brothers. That's a yeah. little more chill. But that's, that's why I'm saying. That's a chill spot. Yeah. yeah, that's a little more chill. I would feel semi-comfortable there, but I don't know that I fit in. since the inception of selling beer and it being a hangout, zero fights. Really? Mm-hmm. Sweet. I can believe that because of the crowd. Yeah. I mean, the crowd's is, pretty chill. And that's why I still go out, and that's why, like, 9, 30, 10 o'clock is, like, see ya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Some, something like the princess to where you're open at 1 o'clock and you're serving liquor and all that. I don't want no part of it. You won't yeah. catch me there. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Even though I, we went. 
A lot of times. Not yeah. that long ago. I mean, we went for Joe when Joe left. We all went out. We went to Zachary's. We went to Princess. Yeah. We went to the. We went I mean, to, but there's, uh, there's exceptions. Muddy Waters, there, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, I'll go out every once in a while, but a I don't roll deep anymore. But the reason I went out, I, 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 and the thing is, I got in a fight because of the people I was with. But I was also rolling eight, nine deep with people that could fight and like to fight. If something did pop off, we usually outnumbered them. I knew everybody there. Mm-hmm. It was kind of my friends. I liked fighting. I liked it. Now, bro, the last thing I want to do is get in a damn fight. Oh, the dude. last thing. Last time I – and when we went out that night, remember, I had to stop a fight. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do remember. We had to stop a fight from happening. And so it's like – Could you imagine how damn sore you'd be tomorrow off an impromptu fight at this age? I don't think I'd be that sore. Shit. I don't think yeah, it I should know last I very long. It probably wouldn't last long, but I ain't I trying to figure out. Yeah. Yeah, a real fight, I'd be real sore. A real fight. Yeah. Well, I'd be real sore. I mean, shit. When I, and, you know, think about how sore you are after an MMA fight. That's what I'm saying. After you get in the Cajun fight, which that's a real fight. And you're training for that one. That's and what I'm you're talking in about. Shape. Yeah, so yeah. You popped off. You're training every night, like and you're like, damn, I got to get down right now. Yeah, I just got no interest. No yeah. interest. Mm. I mean, you, and you can't. It's hard to. It's hard to really be aware of all your surroundings. That's why I really get nervous. Is because when you're in a bar like that, being aware of all your surroundings. Unless your back is in a corner and mm-hmm. you're really just glued and watching everything, it's hard to see everything. Yeah. It's hard to see where every all the beer bottles are, all the pool cues are, all the pool balls, mm-hmm. uh, who's going where, who's with him, who's with them, who's with them, the amount of people that don't like me, the amount of people that would try to make their whole reputation off stealing off me, mm-hmm. you know, and knocking Damn. me out when I'm not looking. Oh, I knocked out Jack Reeves in a bar fight. I wasn't looking. They hit me when I couldn't see them. They, they hit me with a pool that cue. part of the story. But yeah. they knocked me out, and they did. And so they're, they're going to hang their whole rep, and then everybody's going to go tell it. It's going to be in the packet probably, you know. <laughs> Jake Reeves knocked out by a midget. They would get it all fucked up, you by know. By the way, you may have seen this said midget because he rides downtown on a bicycle <laughs> for a normal-sized human. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, y'all good? You got anything else? Not for me. <laughs> It was your mic on when you said that? <laughs> Mo said if I got knocked out by a midget, that'd be great. Or I'll, I'll if wait. you got knocked out by an midget, that'd be great. Only if it was like Wee Man. I st- and I let him do it. And it still would suck. Yeah, I'm not trying to get knocked out by anybody. <laughs> anybody. And the thing about getting knocked out in a street fight is, and you know when I really started realizing was when <laughs> I had some homeboys that are going to remain nameless, but I've mentioned them in this episode. They got in a fight with a dude at the loft. And they knocked this dude out. And they had a boot party on his head. I'm talking about just took mm. turns stomping his head in the That's concrete. That's fucked up. Just kept stomping. He was out, and he was out for a while, and they just kept stomping. They put him in ICU. They nearly killed him. Lost his teeth. Damn. I mean, one of my one of my buddies ended up spending some a, a good amount of time in jail for it. And when I realized, and I saw some stuff like that, and, and a lot of my homeboys were that way, like, if you go out. Is he picking his nose right now? No. No, no, no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but he had it was one of his kinfolk that I mentioned earlier um, but you get some of these guys that they knock you out and you go unconscious the party's just starting the party's just getting getting going mm-hmm. they're just now getting started with what they're going to do to you you're unconscious they, you can't fight back they're about to stomp your head in they're about to hurt you bad mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it don't even know it you're unconscious yep I don't want to be in that situation hard pass I don't want to be anywhere near that. Mm-hmm. If I can avoid it, I'm going to avoid it. I ain't trying to get in a street fight. I ain't trying to get in a bar fight. 
I'm trying to be here at the gym. I'm trying to be at home with my family. I'm trying to go to church on Sunday. You know what I mean? Like it just my life has just totally changed in the last 10, 15 years. For sure. Dude, I think about like uh well my job now, I'll I'll change out electric meters or sometimes I'm working around, you know, 122480 electricity and you know, they make us see these I got hit with a 240 last week. Tra- these training these training videos to where like just accidents happening on the on the work site and, you know, freak accidents happen. Yeah. And the older I get, and the more like I find myself just enjoying being able to come home and just pick up my guitar, and like I mean that's a decompressor for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, what if I was changing the meter out one day and like something just wasn't checked right, and I go to apply that meter and it just and my blows my hand off. My, and I was like, my dad got hit by four hundred something bolts. Mm, you're talking a tough sting. He was he was working on a and it it messed him up for life. He messed his shoulder up. Mm-hmm. He got a hold to him, and he had to fall off of it. Does he, he have the scars where the weather vane, like his um, veins? I don't think so. But he messed his shoulder up real bad, and he had shoulder issues because he, he got a hold of it, and he, he got stuck on it, mm-hmm. and he had to fall off of it. That's the thing about it. Like, 120, oftentimes, like, you know, think electric fence, you can touch it. And, like, some people, if it if they get it tuned up, like, it will be. You can feel you, it. Try to grab you. Yeah. 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 But, like, you get above 122, 40, 480. No, that's gonna it's gonna pull you in. It's like a current. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it did him, and he got hurt pretty bad. But he got up and finished the job. He was at work uh, installing a, a dishwasher. That's for a auto tough oil. dude, man. And he got up and finished the job. Showed it. Yeah, he was. My, yeah, he's 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 a son bitch. He he's he's a tough dude for sure. Yeah, uh, I, I got a bunch of stories about my dad. Just he was just one of them one of them dudes that just built a little different. Like he grew up. Sure you got to finish the job. If you got a job to do, you got to finish it. You know. We were talking about it the other day. He was talking about how um, we were talking about my my son got hurt playing football and came out of the game, and my dad was like, "You can't have that." And I was, and he was like, "You got to teach him now. If you're a man and your family's dependent on you, and you get hurt, you got to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, you you, show, you get up in the morning, your back hurts. Guess what? Your family still got to eat. Mm-hmm. You get up in the morning and you got a hurt arm, you got a hurt leg, you need you can't hardly walk. Guess what?" Family still got to eat. Kyle just got a hold of you. The yeah, day bull don't got a hold of you. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, you still got to get up. You still got to. It don't matter how bad you're hurting. Man, the world don't care. When I was working at Ingles, uh, well, I was a ship fitter, and so that was bottom fitter. That was the worst job in there that you 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 could have. And plus, on top of that, just outside the gate, there are people just literally waiting to take your job. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's set up to where if you're late, I mean, you could be. Let go that day, no warning. You know, Mississippi's right to work state. Yeah. And so, man, I remember, like, these young guys knocked up a girl, got a, got into Ingles. It's a great-paying job, but it's a tough job. Yeah. And I remember, the, I mean, those guys, like, getting off work and we're going out to the cars out in the, the parking lot and just talking to some of them and getting to know them. And it's like, they had that dog in them like that to where I have to have this to provide for the family. Yeah. And a lot of people, the modern the modern generation, views that as a bad thing. Like Gen X or Gen Z, and millennials are like, "Well, that's messed up. Like, you should, if you're hurt, you shouldn't have to go to work." And I see both sides of it because I'm an employer and I've been an employee. I've done both, and it's like, and I know some of these big companies they they can afford it, but a lot of these mom and pop businesses, can't do it, yeah. I can't do it. If you get hurt, and you know. You can't come to work. I've got to be able to replace you. Well, especially if you're like an entrepreneur, like your father is. I mean, yeah. who, who else is there? Right, it's, exactly. It, you, it, you're the one guy. It's him or bust. Yeah, it's me. You know, and he that's that's the way. That's just the way he was, and that's the way I was raised. Like you, 
you just and it does it 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 breeds a it breeds a toughness in you. I mean, I remember one time I shot a nail through my finger at work God, with a nail gun, and it was like you got to get back to work. Mm. You know, I threw up, man. I remember I was I was building a column because I you know I grew up doing construction work. Um, I was probably a people sophomore. think that's hard to do, but it ain't hard to it ain't hard to get yourself with a nail gun. But yeah, I was building a column, and I was so it was a it was uh, one by eights. That were 45, and I had the 45s together, and I was holding it, pinching it together, <laughs> and I was shooting it kind of tote like into the other wood while I missed, and it shot through my ring finger and went all the way through mm. and hit the bone. And uh, I pulled it off real quick. Blood, like it bled, like it was a finished nail, though, luckily, but it bled like a stuck hog. I mean, bled and bled, but you couldn't see anything. And I remember I went in the bathroom, and I was like, Daddy, I just shot through my finger with a nail gun. He was like, Go walk it off. I'm outside, <laughs> and I sat on, the, on a five gallon bucket, and I sat there for a second and just and I started vomiting, mm-hmm. and I vomited two or three times, and then I got hot, and then I was fine, yeah. and I wrapped it up and went back to work. You know, it's just one of them things. Like I had, I had two similar situations. Like I had at my old job one time, I was cutting these big bags of this salt and sodium solution to put in this big mixer to give to the patients, and uh, I had just put, I mean, right out of the package, a, a brand new blade on my box cutter. And I grabbed the package, I guess, and I went and sliced it and sliced mm. right across. I mean, I sliced so – and I looked – and I before I could even think, it was just bleeding. I was like, oh, my God, you can see the scar right there. And the same thing, I, I started getting hot, and I was like – Did you throw up? I, I didn't throw up, but I, I had to go to the sink, and I did all that. Start sweating, get them hot, some cold, hot and get them cold yeah. sweats. Yeah. I, um, I put some liquid uh, Band-Aid on it, wrapped mm-hmm. it up, and went right, right back to work. And uh, and then another time, I did something similar with a nail. I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to drill a, uh, a – stud screw into a metal stud and i was going and it kept it, it wouldn't go so i was like well damn i finna hammer down on it and so i held it like this with my two fingers and that phillips head drill bit that the screw went off and that drill bit went right through i've my done that finger. a couple times I've done that <laughs> i mean I, and i had my shoulder that into it hurts because oh, it's God. dull and it's dirty <laughs> oh, and it, that's something gonna hurt but like you say i had to go back to work i think that probably sometimes i've had that hurt worse when i shot myself with a nail gun I would like those stuff like that. That stuff hard work. Right yeah, the so nail gun more scared me. Mm. I think it hurt, but it scared me more yeah. than shocking. Yeah, it's uh to that though. Like I think it was Abraham Lincoln. He said, "If if you had uh four hours to cut down a tree, what would you do? How would you go about it? Spend the first hour sharpening and sharpening your axe. I'd spend the first three hours sharpening. Yeah, it's about being effective. Mm. But dude, like when it comes to drill bits, I've been burnt by them things so many times. Dude. I will make a trip to yeah. get I, you a good I, one. Yep, get, get, get a good one. Get a good one and make it count. Yeah, I'm all about having the right tool for the job, man. Yeah. That's something I've learned yeah. as I've gotten older. When I was younger, and I'm still bad about this because I'm in such a hurry. Everything's a hammer. Yeah, yeah I'm in yep. such a hurry. It's like, well, I ain't got what I need, but I can make do. And then I'll get hurt or I'll mess mm. something up or whatever. Whereas I could have just went to Lowe's, could have went to New Home or whatever, right. got the tool, that, and I'd have been done quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But instead, I try to every, – everything's a hammer, everything's a screwdriver. I don't have quite the right tool, but I can kind of make it work. Or I can get me a clothes hanger or, you know, just rig mm-hmm. something up. But, mm. you know. Anyway, let's wrap it up, guys. Let's get out of here. Man, I appreciate everybody being on this episode, yeah, this uh, Wednesday episode of the Man Up Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Make sure to check out our socials, the Mississippi Superman on TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and um, Facebook. Also, the Man Up Podcast. Go watch, listen to the Man Up Podcast on YouTube or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, except for Pandora. Um, we're we're going to do that one. Anyway, see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.